G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Olympic gold medalist rower Hamish Bond got behind the seat of a classic rally car and had a crack at the classic rally in Otago Rally. Didn't finish, Hamish. What happened? Uh, turns out I'm either the gearboxes are a little bit old or I'm a little bit rough, but or a combination of the both. Well, so, um, so, so Murph and I were talking to someone the other night, and they said, <laughs> we are aware that Hamish Bond has never driven a manual before. True or false? No, that's false. I mean, I've driven them. I've never owned one, so that's probably the distinction. Um, yeah, I mean, I've driven them on and off, but I suppose... The thing is, I have to think about what I'm doing, and I think that's probably where I got to by the end of the week down there. Is that I didn't, I, I was thinking far less than what I was at the start of the week. <laughs> uh, I generally find I was fine once I'm in the stages in racing or you know, or even in training, I was fine. But it's putt putting around the the service area where everyone's looking at you, and the cars making, <laughs> uh, sorry, the cars making a hell of a noise every time you touch the accelerator, and you think you're giving it about five thousand revs, but you're only giving it two. And just getting off the mark, that was probably more stressful. Mate, uh, Murphy here, Hamish, I just think it's awesome that you uh, were down there giving it a crack. Uh, tell us how it came about, whose idea was it, and uh, how long did you have to think about it, and um, you know, are you regretting the decision? I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking you're not regretting the decision, but uh, tell us how it came about. Yeah, organisers down there for the last couple of years, or actually historically, have, have invited guests over. And historically, they've brought over famous rally drivers to drive the vintage um, cars, particularly the Ford Escort um, down there. And, you know, with COVID, obviously they couldn't bring drivers in, so they started looking domestically. And I think last year they had Avalon, uh, I've forgotten their last name. Biddle. Um, Super, Biddle. Yes, yep. Biddle, yeah. Um, super, what is it, a super white motorbike uh, driver. She competed, and I think Aaron Slight might have done it as well. Um, That's right. So obviously they, yeah, so obviously they have a motorsport background and a bit of a head start and, and used to going fast and forwards. Um, but they sort of went out on a limb this time and um, you know, reached out to me and said, look, you know, I'm, I'm from Dunedin originally. Um, and yeah, they just asked me if I'd, I'd be keen to have a crack, and I was like, well, yeah, that's not an opportunity that's going to come around twice. So I jumped at it, and you know, they they really did undersell it. I suppose they sort of yeah, they sold it as I'd turn up on the Friday night and get in the car the next day. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't quite so simple, and and you know, obviously there was a little bit of prep that went into it. So so I don't know, just in your sort of your description, Ed. So are you sort of saying that they were desperate? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, maybe they would do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if Richie McCall turned them down or if I was first choice. Hey, hey so we, we spoke we spoke to uh, Emma Gilmore uh, on the Thursday night before the rally, and she said on the Thursday, uh, you were going to start, but you'd, you'd gone a little left on a corner too hard and a little bit too wide and may have done a bit of damage. True or false? Yeah, that's true. I didn't get through the media day. Um but I was just, just everyone was very supportive. It was, um, you know, if you're going to have an off, it's better to do it in the media day than in the middle of the rally, and, that, and that's what it turned out to, to be. You know, the the boys got the the car fixed up pretty quick. I 
Oh, what did I do? I sort of bent a front arm. This is all gobbledygook to me, but they bent a front arm <laughs> and I uh, squashed an exhaust pipe so they had to get a new one made up and fitted um, as I sort of ran a bit wide and went over a bit of a culvert and oh. over a big rock. But um, yeah, so I wasn't super popular, but they said it's all part of the territory and um, they got mm. it fixed up and, and yeah, it was running fine by race day. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I have done so so much more damage than that um, it's, uh, in a rally car as well. Uh, it just, and I've, you know, I think rallying, I love it. It's one of the most uh, my favourite forms of the sport. Hey, um, so just just talk us through those, you know, those couple of days and and how it felt and the learning. How I mean, just the the sponge on picking that you were, of just picking things up, you know, and and how the improvements were. Yeah, I mean, so. Essentially, when I got on the start line, I'd been in a rally car three times um, previously. Mm. So limited experience. I, I did go through uh, Dale Perry's New Zealand Rally School in the Miramura yep. Forest there, um, which was obviously invaluable. Part part of it was in the classroom, well, shed, garage, um, doing some schoolwork and getting in the fundamentals of how a rally operates, you know, getting that down pat, and also setting my license, which I was not told that I needed initially, but um, setting a, a race license. Um, so I got that out of the way, and then I did have a day with them in the forest, I guess, just getting some fundamentals down. Um, I suppose, yeah, I, I think everyone likes to think they can drive a little bit, um, and that's probably part of the parcel of our road tolls in, in New Zealand, um, and I'm probably no different, but it was I think, yeah, trying to, I think, yeah, understand the fundamentals and, and really on that day, the, mm. the, the big goal was working out what am I comfortable doing, you know, in terms of how hard can I push and what mm. does my skill level enable me to do? And they were great tutors, you know, there was a, there was two guys and Dale and another tutor and, and they sort of were good cop, bad cop in some senses. I think Dale owned the car, so he was sort of bad cop. Um, you know, keeping things conservative, <laughs> shifting up, don't rev my engine too hard. Um, and, you know, and they basically respond to what you're capable of. And, you know, and then on the other foot, they're sort of giving you confidence in your abilities and, and giving, you know, trying to encourage you to get the most out of the car. So um, it really was, you know, jumping at the deep end. And um, I think I got, I, think, I feel as I had, you know, they had a degree of confidence in me. And I think that came from, like you said, the the sporting background of being able to pick up skills, listen, learn from your mistakes, and, um, you know, maintain concentration, uh, I think, and, and just, yeah, really mm. try and process information. You know, all those little things that are, cro- you know, do cross over between the sports. And then ultimately it was about getting on the start line and, and trying to apply that. I was very lucky to have a a very experienced co-driver in Grant Mara and mm. a lot of top domestic drivers and and overseas as well. And yeah, he must, he's either got no brain or big balls or a combination yeah. of both because, you know, to or get both. in a rally car with someone who has limited experience. And, and you know, he says he really, he it's a different challenge for him, you know, like there's a, there's the challenge and pressure of being with a driver who expects to be at the pointy end. And then there's the challenge and, expectation of nursing through a novice and basically yeah, you're trying to 
think of all the little things and all the little bits of information that I would require having, you know, not, not just automatically them coming to hand. So big challenge for him. And, um, I think I really did. I improved. I found, um, particularly the opening day on, on Saturday, a lot of those roads are really wide open and fast. And I must admit, I'm not, I wasn't super comfortable going, you know, foot to floor, open road, gravel. Um, and and then I think that for me, you know, that was just about if things go wrong north of 150 k's an hour on gravel, I'm not going to have the skill to bring it back and it's going to be a big mess. So most of the time on the straights, I think my top speed was about 160 and, and that felt pretty quick to me. So um, I've, I generally found, you know, the, the tighter stuff in the forest, um, putting the car in the right place, um, you know, getting your gear shifts appropriate and, and keep it, keeping in a good power range and flowing between the corners. And that was really what the instructors sort of tried to get off to, um, you know, get over to me is, you know, there's boy racer driving where you just accelerate hard, you know, out of the corner and make a whole lot of noise, but then there's flowing between the corners and um, really sustaining your speed, which sort of is a similar... Um, Similar to my other sporting codes, and I guess in rowing and cycling, you have a similar similar philosophy of being efficient and um, trying to maintain your speed and be smooth and all that. So that was, I think, uh, where I got to, and I, I really was disappointed on the second day. Um, I had a great last stage on Saturday, picked off a fair few drivers in my class um, on the last stage and was looking forward to the next day. Um, had a similar result on the first stage on day two, but then obviously had gearbox troubles, but... Um, yeah, I was genuinely disappointed. I get, didn't get to, I guess, take my skills yeah. further and see if I could, you know, eke out some speed but still maintain in the bounds of my ability. Oh, I see. You've just answered the question in full that I was going to ask you about uh, easier being an elite athlete, putting yourself into the into the seat and, and yeah, doing something completely di- different. But, mate, you sound like you had yeah. fun. If they asked you again, will you go again? I would, I would, I definitely would. I think I, I, I genuinely did enjoy it, and just the, yeah, the skill, the sense, yeah, you know, it's it's great. As much as it's fun going fast, to me, like I said, it was more about you know putting the car in the right place and having a sense of control, and um, yeah, really getting that sense of flow where you're, you know, what does Mister Miyagi say? Do or like don't think, just off. do. <laughs> yeah, oh. we said that too, and I guess I probably need to do that after I was in the car, but. Um, the, yeah, I think just about you know acting and not not thinking, and and that's where I was sort of getting. Yeah. And I'm sure Greg could, um, you know, understand that where you you just do it. You don't, totally. you don't think about what you're doing. You just know what you're doing. Hamish, I, the way you've yeah, been speaking about it, uh, oh, I, I think you awesome. should definitely give it another nudge. Thanks for sharing yeah. the time. Uh, thanks for being part of the motorsport world because uh, you sound like you've picked it up and you actually do want to do it again. So we're just going to keep an eye on you, all right, in case you pop up somewhere without telling us. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm realistic. I'm, I ain't getting to the top of another sport, but it's a great experience and um, you know, a great challenge, and it's nice not to have to provide my own horsepower for once. Mate, mate, knowing how, <laughs> knowing, how knowing how big your, your ticker is, uh, you, could, you could conquer anything. Hamish, thanks so much for giving us your time, and well done, mate. Cheers. Thanks, guys.